gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. On the mountain, teaching his disciples, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evildoer. So if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes you to court and wants to sue for your coat, don't withhold even your, your shirt, your pants, your underwear. And if anyone, a soldier, should force you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone wants to borrow from you, do not refuse them. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute. Because then you will be children to your heavenly Father. Because God makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. So if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do this? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than anyone else? Don't even Gentiles do this? So be perfect, complete, as your Father in heaven is perfect, complete. Gospel of the Lord. Praise so uh, let's start here. That feeling when you're giving a children's sermon and you realize you're totally losing them, you're about to lose control to the rapid. I don't let so I'm going to try to stay with you. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me give you a couple of examples of, of love. And the fact that love is a, an action and not a feeling. Just want to take that whole idea that love is a feeling and just bury it under your feet for a moment. Love is an action. Here's an example. Last one. I had to do a, a daddy-daughter game with Suzanne. And so I asked her, what do you want to do? And she found her, her go to the altitude trampoline park for an hour free pass. And I said, okay. I don't like crowds. It's loud. And then she was like, will you jump with me? Which is like, all right, okay. <laughs> so for an hour, I jumped on a trampoline with Suzanne. 
because that's what she wanted. Best day ever is what she said. And I was like, okay, I'm going to feel it in the morning, but but, but. All right, the next thing is ants. I'm teaching Amos to do his own line. Okay? Yeah. He is uh, he's going to turn five in May. You can probably imagine what this is like. It would be a lot easier with a lot less stress and tension if I just did his laundry for him. But Suzanne is also going to do her laundry right now. Well, here's the time. And part of my job as a dad is to prepare both of these kids to live in the real world. And in the real world, Someone's got to do the one. And in my house, it's me. So, all right, here we go. An act of love. Just to try to be patient while Amos does everything but his line. <laughs> now, when it comes to Jesus, the, what he did matches right up with what Jesus said here. Jesus practiced what he preached. And in three very concrete ways, right? Cheek. Someone hits you on the cheek, turn the other else. Someone wants to take your clothes, give all of them. And if someone forces you to go a mile, two miles. Jesus did every one of those things when he was arrested and crucified. He was struck and he Turned the other cheek. He was stripped of his clothes. He didn't try to hold on. He was forced to carry the cross all the way. He did. And this is good news for us because it means that Jesus is the crucified and not the crucifier. That's really the two paths that we have before us. Jesus never picks up the hammer and nails to crucify us. It's love all the way. Even when tempted. That's good news. Jesus gave his life for the sake of the oppressed and the oppressor. Okay, second. So this, this gospel lesson that we just heard, this teaching, part of the Sermon on the Mount, is not our usual gospel reading for Transfiguration Sunday, which is today. Usually it's a story about Jesus going up the mountain. You kind of heard it in that prayer earlier on. Up the mountain with his disciples, they see him transfigured. He's changed, glowing white. This great cloud comes and says, listen to him. This is my brother. Instead, we're three on another mountain. And in Matthew, there's there's the mountain of Jesus' teaching. There's the mountain of Jesus' transfiguration. There's the mountain of Jesus' resurrection and ascension. So what Matthew is trying to show us is this through line from Jesus' teaching to this transformation to this total affirmation of who Jesus is. 
I mean, it basically, that what Jesus offers us is himself. And a way to follow. A way to respond to suffering, to injustice, to evil. A way to persevere. And a way to transform that suffering, persecution, evil, transform it into something more. It's a hard life to live this way, which is why we need to see these mountaintop experiences that connect all of the valleys in between. Otherwise, we would be left with the illusion that we could just hit the high points without the middle, where the struggle is to love our enemies, as Jesus has loved us. Now, this is a, this is a movement of liberation. We heard Evelyn both reading and saw her signing a story very similar about Moses going to the mountaintop. All of these mountains, this teaching is Matthew's way of saying Jesus is the new Moses. And what Moses came to do was to set people free from slavery. Was God's way of standing up to the, the corruption and cruelty of concentrated wealth and power and the Pharaoh. And it was to make a way. Freedom. This path is liberation. Loving our enemies is liberation. It's freedom. And I know it doesn't always feel that way. But it is. That's kind of one of those things that we have to let go and trust God that the right thing to do in this moment is to keep loving enemies. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm the enemy. And I'm sitting with Amos, and he's not folding his laundry, and I just want to scream and shake him. The way of liberation is just loving that kid and loving that part of me that wants to scream. Let's talk a little bit about motivation. This whole Sermon on the Mount, and especially last week, we heard Jesus say, you heard it said, don't murder, well, I say, don't be angry. All of these shifts that Jesus makes is from the external law to the internal motivation. Here again is, uh, Jesus is asking us to check our motivations. Jesus isn't asking us to love our enemies because it's going to change our enemies' hearts and minds, because it's going to win them over, because it's going to gain something for us. The only motivation that Jesus suggests is that it's because it's what God does. Be like, be a child of your heavenly Father, who makes the sun rise on the evil and sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. 
That's the only reason, is to imitate God. And God has been lifting up the sun and sending down rain for thousands and thousands of years. And yet there still is evil. There still are those who do wickedness. God does it not because it's going to convert us, because that's who God is. That's who God will always be. Imitate God. It was a mentor who taught me this. He said, stand, look down at your shoes, draw an imaginary circle around yourself. Say to yourself, the only thing I can change is inside this circle. wish. And I spend so much of my time trying to change everything outside of that circle and ignoring you. That's the, the change and the transformation of the transfiguration is Jesus was changed. Jesus wants us to be changed too. But he's not forcing it. Isn't that amazing? And Jesus has it the way that we're used to seeing things done. I mean, be perfect is what Jesus says. And it's probably true that you hear that from the point of view of the oppressor. The oppressor would say, be perfect or be excluded. Be perfect so that you can earn my love. Be perfect or die. Be perfect or suffer eternal fire and damnation. That is the point of view of the oppressor. That's not Jesus' point of view. Jesus doesn't force anything. He just shows us another way just keeps loving us. I mean, this week in our uh, uh, Universal Christ practice groups, we meditated on this passage from the book. The crucified and risen Christ uses the mistakes of the past to create a positive future. A future of redemption instead of retribution. He does not eliminate or punish the mistakes. He uses them for transformative purposes. People formed by such love are indestructible. And forgiveness might just be the very best description of what God's goodness engenders in humanity. Jesus is asking us to do is to love beyond our tribe, to love beyond our own kind, beyond our party, beyond our country, beyond our race, beyond our religion. Not even the actions, concrete actions 
that benefits the other. And that's hard, but it is what God does for us. Jesus talks about the poor in spirit. The, those who are starving for justice. Those who are persecuted for justice sake. Jesus is inviting us to be that. Because Jesus is that. That's who Jesus is. And that way is a way that will set us free. We will no longer be controlled by our enemies when we are free to love. Not necessarily in our feelings, but in what we do. Another quote from a book that we meditated on this week was this, from a Catholic party. To live is to change. And to be perfect is to have changed often. Jesus is not just the crucified, but also the risen. And this is what Jesus promises to us. That the ultimate resurrection for us is both that in body, we will be raised. And our capacity to love will be raised. To love not just those who love us, but also our This meal that we share together is food for that to keep us going between those knocking experiences. Make an open to be shared the final piece, the forever not the experience with Christ that we never